NFL season is finally over. The Super Bowl has concluded now a couple weeks ago, and now it's basically just on to basketball and also spring training for baseball gets underway too. Um, first thing I want to say, I guess, spring training rolling around. The pitchers and catchers have reported this week, and the Astros also are addressing their sign-stealing scandal. I know A.J. Hintz went on uh, ESPN this past week and gave an interview. He took blame for it, although it has come out that Carlos Beltran, a former player manager for the Astros, as well as Alex Cora, who was their previous Red Sox manager, were really the masterminds behind it. And supposedly Beltran especially had heavy influence over the Astros locker room because he was a veteran and Hinch and the players couldn't really stop him. And it's still a developing story. And a lot of news is going to continue to churn out about Houston and the supposed science dealing scandal, but I'm looking forward to the start of the season. The Astros are picked third, I guess, in world series odds to win the 2020 world series behind only the New York Yankees and the LA Dodgers. Of course, I know, I know a lot of the people in those areas want to see that matchup, but the Astros will be right back in the mix of things in 2020. And speaking of MLB, we had a lot of trades go down the past couple weeks for Major League Baseball. I know the big one that everybody in the baseball world is talking about is uh, Mookie Betts going from the Boston Red Sox to L.A., to the LA Dodgers. Uh, Betts was the 2018 American League Most Valuable Player Award winner. Uh, he put up ridiculous numbers that year. Uh, and he's just going to bring another huge bat to the already stacked LA Dodgers lineup. It'll be absurd. I think the Dodgers are now the prohibitive favorite in the National League by a country mile. I don't think anybody else is close to catching them right now. Uh, Red Sox gave up a lot, but that's expected in a trade like that, especially for uh, a guy of Mookie Betts' uh, stature. Now, also, Yankees got Garrett Cole a long time ago, but they're another World Series favorite. Red Sox, they got some players too. Let's see. Let's see what also happened this offseason. Okay, so the... Atlanta Braves, they got some more players too. Cole Hamels, Marcel Zuna, Travis Darno with free agency. They're all veterans and really good players. Cole Hamels won a World Series with the Phillies 12 years ago, so he brings a lot of experience to the pitching staff. Let's see who else. The Philadelphia Phillies brought in former Yankees manager Joe Girardi to be their manager, so he'll bring some extra swagger to the locker room. Of course, the Washington Nationals are the defending World Series champions, and they're bringing back pretty much all their rotation, their starting rotation from last year's playoffs. Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, Patrick Corbin, Anibal Sanchez. And, of course, they have a great young core led by Juan Soto at age 21. I'm really thinking it's that's about it. You know, baseball... The stories will continue on to unfold as spring, spring training comes in and the players start filing into uh, Arizona and Florida, but we'll go from there. Now, on to NBA trades. Now, there's been a lot of NBA trades, too. The trade deadline was this uh, past Thursday, and some teams 
did make upgrades and some teams did not really make any upgrades. For example, the Los Angeles Lakers, who have the best record in the Western Conference, didn't really make any upgrades. And I'm not too surprised since I think, what, at like 41 and 12 or something like that, I think they're in good shape. And with LeBron and AD as their best two players, they can surely get to the championship at least. But we'll see. But for big moves, the biggest trade of the trade deadline is, or was, the Golden State Warriors traded D'Angelo Russell to the Minnesota Timberwolves for Andrew Wiggins, a 2021 top three protected first round pick and a 2020, 2021 second round pick. And of course, uh, a couple other players went to the Timberwolves, Jacob Elvins and Marley, Mari Spellman. But this is an interesting trade. Um, D'Angelo Russell is now teamed up with one of his uh, best friends in the NBA, Carl Anthony Towns, who's also one of, happens to be one of the best centers in basketball. And Andrew Wiggins now... He is going to be paired with, eventually, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green all back on the court. Of course, Curry has been hurt all year. He broke his wrist and hasn't really been the same. He's been out. Clay Thompson, of course, has been out the whole year because he tore his ACL last year in the NBA Finals against the Toronto Raptors, in which they lost the series. So I think the fruits of this trade have yet to be determined, but I think both teams needed this trade and it's a bright time for each team. Andrew Wiggins was of course the number one overall pick back in 2014. I believe he was hyped up to really be this LeBron James type player. And he's never really hit that potential. He does score quite a bit. He's averaged around 25 a game in the last couple of years, I believe, but he's just not a great number one option. And in fact, in the Warriors, he's really going to be the number three or number four option behind definitely Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Uh, they're not going to just defer to Andrew Wiggins all of a sudden like they did to Kevin Durant for the past few years. So Wiggins should get a fresh start, and I think in that system he'll become more efficient. But that's uh, up in the air still, and we'll wait to see how this trade affects both teams in the long run. Now the Los Angeles Clippers, who of course have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, they got Marcus Morris from the New York Knicks. Marcus Morris is kind of a 3 and D player. He brings a bit more toughness as well to the team. He's been all over the league, but now he's found a home on the Clippers, who are seen as kind of the biggest challengers to the Lakers in the Western Conference, although the Clippers aren't in first or second place right now. But once the playoffs rolls around, it doesn't really matter. The playoffs is all about the best players stepping up in big-time moments, leading their teams to the championship. And I think the Clippers – and the Lakers are the two best teams in the West that have a shot to do that. And more, Morris just upgrades the Clippers even more to deal with the Lakers. Let's see. Uh, Andre Drummond, the longtime center of the Pistons, went to the Cavs. I mean, yeah, not really meaning anything. Uh, Cavs are not a good team. And Drummond, he's a great rebounder and shot blocker, but it's really all, all it is. And he'll probably just uh, leave after this season anyway. Now, a surprising team in uh, the East this year, the Miami Heat, they upgraded their wing play. They got free agent Andre Iguodala. He got bought out by the Memphis Grizzlies. Of course, Iguodala was on the Warriors for many, many years when they were winning all the championships uh, last decade. 
and uh, he'll bring more and more veteran experience to the Heat, who I have a great team with uh, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, Derek Jones, I believe. It, they're, they're just a really good, fun young team in the Eastern Conference. And by the way, those Vice jerseys for the Miami Heat are the best-looking jerseys I've ever seen. But regardless, the Heat are currently, I believe, in fourth place or third place in the Eastern Conference, and this move is just going to help them get better and better. Now, I still don't think they could compete with... I still think they can't compete with Milwaukee, Toronto, or Philadelphia, but they're the next best team after those three teams. Oh, another another big trade that went down... Uh, the Houston Rockets sent their center Clint Capella to the Atlanta Hawks to pair up with Trey Young, and uh, as part, it was actually a four-team, twelve-player deal. And the Rockets got Robert Covington from the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Covington is one of the best three and D players in the NBA. He surely he slides in right, he slides in fine right next to uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook in the lineup. Uh, the Rockets are basically committing to small ball. They, in fact, a week ago they won a game in which none of their starting lineup players were above six six, and that hadn't happened in since like the nineteen sixties with the New York Knicks. So it's very unconventional without a true big man on the court. But the Rockets are still uh, a really good team. They're like thirty seven and twenty something like that. They're in fourth place in the Western Conference. They're definitely uh, contenders for the Western Conference crowd. I don't think they're championship contenders like the Bucks, the Lakers, and the Clippers, but they're in the tier below that. And this move, they're just going to commit to small ball, and I think James Harden and Russell Westbrook are going to continue to get better as the season goes along. I know the All-Star break is this weekend, so after the break, I think the Rockets will continue to move to improve toward the playoffs. And as for the Hawks, I think Trey Young with Clint Capella is going to be a deadly pick and roll combo. They'll just, I know Capella will clock the paint, but Trey Young can shoot it just with the best of them. He's kind of younger version of Steph Curry, to be honest with the way he shoots and where he shoots it from. So it'll be interesting to see how the Hawks develop with that tandem going forward. Congratulations also to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning their first Super Bowl in about 50 years. They beat the San Francisco 49ers 31-20 to uh, with some clutch plays from their defense. And also Patrick Mahomes not panicking, went down uh, by 10 in, in the fourth quarter. Now, biggest storyline that came out of the Super Bowl is Kyle Shanahan, the head coach for the 49ers. Of course, he was infamous, I guess, for being part of a Atlanta Falcons 28-3 lead that was blown to the New, New England Patriots three years ago in Houston. And now he uh, had another fourth quarter collapse. He didn't score any points in the fourth quarter. In fact, the Chiefs outscored the 49ers 21 nothing in the fourth quarter. And uh, a lot of people were questioning why he was electing to pass so much, a la against the Patriots three years ago as well, instead of just running out the clock. Now I heard both arguments, but I my takeaway is Kyle Shanahan, like a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl, you got to make better decisions. You have to be smarter. You have to realize, realize the bigger picture. And 
you just need to make better decisions, quite frankly. Um, the 49ers had it in the bag. I think they had the better defense that night. Um, but and Jimmy Garoppolo also needs to make better decisions, too. But regardless, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. I know all my family is happy. They're all Chiefs fans. Uh, Kansas City was hopping la- hopping uh, on Super Bowl night and the rest of that week. It was something great to see. You know, my family, most of my family is from uh, the Kansas City area. So it's great to see them finally um, celebrate a Super Bowl championship. I'm still a little salty that the Texans did blow a 24 to nothing lead against them. But again, congrats to the Chiefs. I'm Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Andy Reid, finally one of the best coaches in football, finally gets a Super Bowl to his resume. Uh, that should for sure put him in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if he's a first ballot Hall of Fame head coach, but he will definitely be in the Hall of Fame one day. And Patrick Mahomes, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, if not the best now at 24 years old. He'll be in the league for a really long time, barring serious injury concerns. Again, he's only 24. He's won an MVP. He's won a Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl MVP. He said it best after the game at the press conference. He said the only thing to really beat this is winning the Super Bowl. So him and the Chiefs are going to be contending for a really long time. Uh, now, the thing is, Mahomes will be getting a fat contract pretty soon. So it'll be interesting to see if the Chiefs can keep most of their roster together and uh, continue to build around Mahomes and contend for Super Bowls again. So we'll, we'll just keep an eye on that as the year goes along. Now, with the rest of the NFL, man, it's crazy. You have people like Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Phil Rivers, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, and so many other quarterbacks, too, that could retire, get traded, leave free agency, sign within their team, or leave free agency, retire. It's absolutely nuts. This this is shaping up to be one of the craziest offseasons in NFL history. Of course, the biggest one, I think, is with Tom Brady. He, of course, is a six-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots. He's taken big pay cuts throughout his career so the Patriots could bring in good players and have them be coached up by Belichick and them winning all those championships. Now Brady, I think, is near the end of the road. He's focused kind of a lot more on social media than he used to be. He's building up his brand, and he kind of wants some money just – because if he feels it seems to me that he feels a bit disrespected by the Patriots because they've never paid him uh, to be the highest quarterback in the league, although he was the best quarterback in the NFL for a really long time. And going from here, it's really tough for me to see Tom Brady being on the Patriots another year. I mean, if he comes back, I'm sure the Patriots will be better because they did lose a lot of key players this year on the offensive line, their kicker and some people on the defense and their wide receivers core was just not up to par. So Brady could come back for another year, but at some point you got to hang it up as a quarterback. I know he's been in the league for 20 something years, uh, but he's nearing the end of the road. And I think it's about time for him. If he really wants to focus on his wife, his family um, and continue to build his off, off the field brand and his business, his TB12 company, I think it'd be best for him to wholly step away from football, but that's not up to me. That's up to him. And he did give an ad. He dropped a hint to a Super Bowl ad uh, in the days leading up to the Super Bowl, but of course, you know, it left a lot of 
questions unanswered too. So we'll just see how Tom Brady uh, handles this offseason. I could see him not signing with. I won't be surprised at all if he leaves the Patriots. Patriots and goes to another team like the Chargers or the Cow. <laughs> the Cow. Wouldn't it be interesting to see Tom Brady on the Dallas Cowboys? Oh man, that's every that's every TV network's wet dream right there. Tom Brady on the Dallas Cowboys. Oh man, that that would just be unbearable. But anyway, um, yeah, we'll see what the offseason brings. Another guess NFL note is Miles Garrett. He's a defensive end, of course, from the Cleveland Browns. He's the number one overall pick in 2017 out of Texas A&M. Uh, he was reinstated a couple days ago by the National Football League after he was indefinitely suspended in the middle of last year for swinging his helmet against Mason Rudolph of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, he still maintains that Rudolph did use a racial slur against him. I'm not sure about that. I don't know if anybody's really confirming that or not. But again, Miles Garrett, I think he served out his suspension fine. He did lose a lot of money from not playing in several games last year. And I think when people were calling him to be banned from the NFL, I think that was a bit over the top. I have seen a lot of egregious acts, and that was an egregious act. He lost his temper right there. He just couldn't control himself. But I don't think Miles Garrett is really that person. I think so- something must have really been bothering him that day. And if, if he if it escalated to that level of uh, of uh, anger. But anyway, uh, glad he's back. I think he'll contribute to the Browns again once he starts uh, getting back to football activities. And uh, we'll go from there. I think Miles Garrett will be a great player in the league for a long time. One last thing about college basketball now. March Madness starts out, starts up in roughly a month or so with Selection Sunday, I believe, on March 15th or March 8th, one of those Sundays. But in a few weeks, the conference play will wrap up, the conference tournaments will happen, and then we'll have Selection Sunday. Um, th- this season has kind of been crazy in college basketball because there hasn't really been one team that you could say is so much better than everybody else or has like the names and the superstars to draw interest to the teams but um the number one seed so far as projected by you know espn cbs and actually the ncaa selection committee are baylor kansas san diego state and gonzaga um and the number two seeds kind of dayton maryland duke louisville and then the rest is kind of open after that Maybe Auburn, Florida State, Seton Hall, West Virginia, Butler, Penn State, Kentucky, Villanova. Oregon could be thrown in there. Who knows? But Baylor and Kansas, of course, are at the top of the Big 12. They will actually face each other, not uh, tomorrow the 15th, but next Saturday the 22nd in uh, Waco for their rematch. Baylor did beat Kansas in Allen Fieldhouse earlier this year, and Baylor is by far – they have the best resume by far to be the number one team in America, but Kansas is right at their heels. And if Kansas beats Baylor, who knows, they could grab the number one overall seed. Um, Gonzaga has played really well, too. San Diego State, I believe, hasn't lost a game yet, which is crazy. But, again, they play in the the Mountain West, which is a little bit weaker compared to, like, the Big Ten or the Big 12 or one of the other Power Five conferences. So we'll see. Um, 
March Madness is around the quarter. I cannot wait the to get into bracketology. It's one of the best times of the year. Uh, if you if you really don't watch college basketball until March Madness, well, it, this year is going to be crazy like every year. So I'm looking forward to it. Thank you.